residing deep within Happy Valley in central Pennsylvania. Here is your host, Michael Lanik. All right, Fandibles, we're back. Yes, this is uh, the beginning of another chapter of the Hannibal show that we love so much. It's it's something that I think we've been looking forward to maybe more than anything this season. Yeah. I mean, look, we knew we knew Lecter was probably going to get caught, so it wasn't. Well, we we were pretty sure we knew this was coming too, but. But this is a whole new chapter to the show, a whole new chapter to the saga, and it just adds something, honestly, we haven't seen in a while, which is another murder on the show. Yeah, except it's not going to be murder of the week. It's going to be murder of the next six episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this really takes us back. There's a lot of hallmarks in this episode that we haven't seen in... I'd say at least a season, but I'm going to go on and probably say it's probably been about as almost, I think it was maybe the beginning of season two we saw, you know, there were a few, uh, there were a few murders, or a few uh, killers and, and things like that, but this is, this is different, and it's kind of, there's kind of a lot of great things that I forgot how much I loved until this episode rolled around. Yeah, they did a great job. Oh, I love every element they brought into this. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this is this is a fantastic episode. Uh, it's titled "The Great Red Dragon." Uh, it was directed by Neil Marshall, and if you know anything about TV, you know t- big TV shows out there. If you know anything about Neil Marshall, you'll know he's a he's a pretty well respected uh, director out there. Um, he's been getting into TV a lot over the last. Uh, Four or five years, it, he's directed two of the best Game of Thrones episodes of all time. Oh. Um, in fact, he did the Blackwater episode, I believe, at the end of season two, and he did the Watchers in the Wall. Uh, so he has really um, done some great stuff. So the fact that he's directing this episode was a big deal. Yeah, I've never seen Game of Thrones yet. I know I need to. Yes. Well, that's. Uh, we, I know it's good. <laughs> we, we could do an entire episode of the show on the greatness of Game of Thrones. <laughs> However, it is probably important that we just get on to talking about this episode at hand first. <laughs> so, all right. Um, I guess it's enough for the introduction and all. Let's uh, let's just jump into the recap. All right. Sure thing. Um, all right. So. I'll tell you what, since I know you have been uh, itching to, like, talk about this episode since, I don't know, forever, uh, (laughs) why don't you start us out and take care of the first several scenes of this this recap? Well, the first, the cold open, is basically what we've seen in the trailer with a little addedness to it. Uh, we have Dollar Hyde sitting and drinking coffee, and he sees the Great Red Dragon on Time magazine, and we're just led to believe that this is kind of where it starts, where he gets the first idea of what he wants to become. And we get great scenes of him exercising and stretching, and it looks like, you know, 
the way he contorts his body makes you think like he's like flexing his wings, you know, like like a red dragon. Yeah, I thought so too, and uh, I thought, you know what, it, an actor has to really leap into this role and just say. I trust the director, I trust the writers, they know more about what this is all about than I do. Uh, Richard Armitage has already said, you know, on record, that he knew nothing about his character prior to signing on, so uh, even though I'm sure he did an extensive amount of research, uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm guessing that he got a lot of direction from the director and from uh, Brian Fuller himself, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Yeah. Um, then we get, of course, you know, the tattoo parlor scene, and, uh, this time I got a good shot of the, uh, I don't know what you call it, the tattooing gun, I guess, and there's rust on it, and like, where are you going to get that tattoo? You're gonna get an infection real good. That wigged me out just a little bit. Um, then when he gets his new pair of chompers, and then, of course, we get to see him in the light in his attic and the tattoo all done and its awesomeness. It was quite awesome. Yes. Yeah, it was gorgeous. And then that leads right into our intro. And we get, oh, my God, this kid that's singing in the Norman Chapel. Oh, that music was amazing. It was. It was great. It kind of gives you chills. And you think... One hand, man, you are so talented. On the other <laughs> hand, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Because if I try to sing, uh, I drive people away. Yeah. Um, people's ears start to bleed. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, those are the times I I just curl up in the ball into a ball and I cry a little bit. But it's okay. It's all right. Anyway, keep, keep going. <laughs> Take comfort. In a few years, puberty will hit and I'll go away. <laughs> uh, just give me comfort. Thank you. <laughs> And we get transition shots of Hannibal in the Norman Chapel and Hannibal in his fancy cell, which kind of gives us the implication that, yes, this is his memory palace, and that's what he's created inside of his cell. Yeah. I love the uh, montage. Yeah. I love the montage of his arrest. It it, it kind of reminds me, like they, it was like almost like a slight nod to... The Edward Norton um, Red Dragon movie uh, from what, like 2001, I think, or 2002, uh, because after the cold open in that uh, movie, we get uh, a kind of similar, you know, uh, montage. It's more of a montage of uh, papers and and headlines and articles and stuff, and we get a little bit of that. So I I felt like it was a little bit of a nod to that. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, then it takes a three-year jump, and we go right into Hannibal and Alana talking. Yeah, Hannibal and Alana. Um, Alana, you know, I, I, it's it's weird. I guess in a way, I was ex- almost expecting a different Alana. Nope, she's still the same fiery woman we saw three years ago. Yeah, I, I, I guess I, I assume since I thought that when Hannibal was going to be, or when he was arrested, I kind of thought that maybe a lot of that, that anger and fire and all of that would have kind of 
drained out of her. You know, yeah. it, it ta- to me, it takes a lot to hold on to that. Um, you can't, you, you can't just hold on to that that easily. It, it takes a lot of energy, um, yeah. emotional energy, to be able to remain that angry and that cold and that icy. Um, I mean, and, and it's on one hand, you admire it because it, it's, it's kind of admirable for someone to hold that kind of a grudge. <laughs> uh, I mean, not, not, and look, I'm not saying that, that, you know, she doesn't deserve to hold that grudge. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, but at the same time, um, I guess I'd hoped that maybe, and we haven't seen anything yet, but I, I guess I'd kind of hoped that maybe, um, I don't know, maybe she and, um, uh, poor Margo? Man, Margo, thank you, uh, <laughs> would have, you know, maybe stayed together or maybe it would have softened her, um, up a little bit. I, I don't know. I mean, we have no indication at this moment whether that that romance fizzled out or what, but yeah, I would have liked to see her. You know, we have her talking to Hannibal. She's cold. She's icy, and then she ends her day, goes home, and then kind of sheds it off and turns into motherly Alana. I would have liked to seen that. And maybe we will. I mean, hey, who yeah, knows? True. I mean, we we haven't we have she's in another scene coming up here shortly. Uh, so maybe maybe that's just something we haven't seen yet. Maybe what we're gonna see is, um, and, and I kind of theorized this right when the episode was done. I thought, well, maybe she's gonna go home. We're gonna see her go home in the next episode, and that's exactly what's gonna happen. It'll be her and Margot. Uh, there'll be a child, of course, mm-hmm. and um, you know she'll walk through the door, kind of just almost release it all out and kind of take off her her coat and smile and go join her family. Yeah. Just so, yeah. I mean, she has her work life and has her home life. Yeah. So let's hope for the best on that. Because <laughs> I'd like to see, you know, I'd like to, I mean, but, but, um, well, I'll tell you what, let's, let's kind of get back into this conversation with Hannibal because there are some... I mean, it's, it's, she's icy on her side. Hannibal is Hannibal, you know. You know. Yeah. But then uh, he kind of makes well makes sure that she re- remembers that he keeps his promises. Yeah. So we kind of ensure that in our minds that this is still something that may happen in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So if there's, you know, it's a reminder to her, a reminder to us. Hey, I'm in this cell, but can't keep me here forever. Yeah. Um, I liked their beer conversation. <laughs> oh yeah, that was, was great. I love that. Yeah, what'd you love about it? Yeah, do you still prefer beer over wine? Not since I found out what you were putting in it. Yeah, Who? <laughs> like that's such a Hannibal thing to say. Oh uh, yeah, I remember. It was I, great. It, I had a good chuckle on that one. Yeah, definitely. It was oh, cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I think next we transition into Dollarhide, uh, you know, smashes a mirror. He's staring into it, and yeah. he, he smashes it. Um, and He's been he, practicing his S's. Yes, he has, and he hears the growl of the Great Red Dragon. Yeah, I like it. Yes. It sounds good. very demonic and otherworldly. Yes, which is exactly what it's supposed to. Yes, like. that's great. 
And he pulls those tissues from his ears, and they're, there's blood on them. I'm like, are you hitting your head that hard that your ears are bleeding? It's not good. Oh, well, no, that doesn't, that doesn't bode well medically. No. Just saying. You may not get too far into killing people if you're dead. Yeah. Uh, might want to maintain your health a little better there, buddy. The Great um, Red Dragon with Heart of Hearing. Yeah. <laughs> the Great Red The Great Red Dragon has an aneurysm <laughs> because he kept pounding his head into mirrors and therefore his his uh kill count is only three people. <laughs> so has to have a hearing aid, doesn't hear people are home and awake. <laughs> well that ends that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the Great Red Dragon's now just the red dragon. <laughs> yes. Not very great. Uh, I think I think Lecter is perfectly safe with his uh, <laughs> his killing. His kill uh, count is is fine. Um, uh, so next we get uh, we get Dollarhide standing in the snow. It transitions into what appears to be blood dropping onto the moon, and yeah. it turns into a landscape of snow. There's blood dropping onto it, and Francis is standing there uh, naked, and he's covered in black. Blood. Yeah, I mean, it's it just, inky it, black blood. It looks like, yes, it looks like he's been dunked in oil. You know, not not, yes. not blood, it looks like oil in, in the, the moonlight. Yeah. So, um, yeah, very, you know, and he's got blood in his mouth, and it's just <laughs> disgusting, and you can tell he's probably been, like, just licking it, and just, uh, uh. it's disgusting. Especially uh, what we find out later. It's like, ugh. Uh, yeah, I don't want... Yeah, sorry, buddy. It's just... You need you need a hobby that doesn't... <laughs> you need to take up stamp collecting, personally. <laughs> but, hey, teach his own. Um, not teeth collecting. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. That's just nasty. Um, so, uh, obviously, he's killed the leads. Yes. Um, and so we next get uh, Chilton visiting Hannibal. And mm-hmm. this was a delightful scene, by the way. Gorgeous. Um, Chilton's sitting there, like they're having dinner, and, you know, Hannibal has made him blood pudding. Yes, because... that's easy on the stomach, just for his benefit. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh... So thoughtful. I love, I love how he says, uh, Chilton asks uh, if it's the same thing that he put in his, the one he made before, and he said, oh, it's a, it's a different cow. Yeah. What was this, what was the phrase he used? It was different cow, but it was uh, the dro- in a derogatory sense. Yeah. Like, and I thought, was... oh, that was just, that was a, br- <laughs> it was a brilliant line. It was. You could just see Chilton's face like, oh, yeah. <laughs> God, thank you, <laughs> bastard. Um, so they get into a conversation, uh, Chilton, Chilton, of course, talking himself up, as usual, talking about his book that he wrote, and uh, he's talking about the new his new book, and informs uh, Lecter that the subject won't be him, it will be the Tooth Fairy. Yeah, Hannibal's not the hottest shit out there anymore. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's it. I mean, get down, boil it down. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, you know, he informs Lecter that, uh, hey, look, we're in a 24-hour news cycle here, buddy. You yep. know, we've got we've got killers on every corner. You know, you, you can only remain in the in the news for so long before people are like, ah, oh, Lecter. Man, and they're done that. He's like, 
He's like so, you know, 2015. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so now we we've got uh, a new guy, and he he tries to stir up Lecter's um, j- jealousy, mm-hmm. and you know what? I actually think it kind of did a little bit. Yeah, he looked faintly disappointed that he was not the center of Chilton's universe now. Yeah, I did, and I mean, as, as Hannibal, I think it, I think it was an unconscious reaction because I think obviously Hannibal knows that Lecter did up Chilton was trying to to goad him and and to kind of do exactly what he's trying to do, but it was like I know what you're trying to do, but I can't help myself. <laughs> I yes, I do feel that way, and it it's like he's gritting his teeth. But yeah, I mean, look, it's a new guy. He's not the he's not the center of attention, so therefore, he's you know I think he's going to be a little little angry. Yeah, I think he's going to stir some shit up. <laughs> Good job there, Chilton. Way to start things going. Yeah. Um. So then we get uh, we get Alana. Alana going into her office and finding Chilton sitting in her seat. Reading her notes. Reading her notes. Uh, you know, and, and such a gentleman. Uh, <laughs> tells, he tells Lecter that his time is... Or, uh, not that, sorry. Uh, it turns out that uh, they talk about lies. They talk about lies. You know, obviously uh, Chilton lied in his book, and it turns out Alana lied in general. Thing is, we in, at least in, the, in here... On the show, we don't yet know what the lies are about. Yeah. Don't know exactly what he's referring to. Um, I mean, obviously, there's probably some major uh, fabrications in the book. And I'm sure Alana had to, you know, she probably ended up lying about what happened at Mason's house. Mm-hmm, for sure. She probably lied, you know, how the events played out or something and, and you know. In that case, I can't blame her, you know. She probably embellished his insanity because she even said in the beginning, congratulations, you're officially insane. I know you're not and you know you're not, but he's now been dubbed insane. Yeah, it's true. So she probably pushed the jury towards that. Yeah. Um, so uh, take us into take us into the next scene. Um with Dollar Hide watching watching movies. Some home movies. <laughs> yes. We know what those movies are. Yes, we know. Yeah. They are home movies. Yeah, he's watching some home movies and the machine I guess malfunctions. So he kicks the record player and it screeches and I guess this kinda triggers the dragon in his head to come about. And he, we see him like Drop down, I guess, like the film tape. It's wrapping around his head, like binding him. And we see light shine through his mouth and eyes. And I guess it's like the dragon inside him is peering out. Yeah, I kind of got that. But I I almost got the sense that he was part of the film now. You know, like it was running through him. He He wasn't watching it. He was now, it was not running through him. Like, um, he's now part of it, you know. Like yeah. he's part of the film. He's part of what the whatever what's on that that film, and you know he's no longer a bystander watching what's the events going on 
but he's now it, it's he's fully part of everything about it. it you know, it, it's I mean, it gets out to it, it's just simply the psychosis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I like, like that. Yeah, I like that theory a lot better. Yeah, it was cool. I liked it a lot. At first, I was like, "What the hell is this?" And then I was like, "Oh, I think I know what they're. I think I know what they're kind of doing here." So, um, yeah, it it was a it was creepy, but suitably Hannibal creepy. Yeah, it was great. It really it was put you on edge. I yeah. liked it. Um, so next we've got uh, we've got him cutting out clippings, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. What, what, yeah. what goes on here? He's making his creepy scrapbook of everything about him, and and I guess Lecter's in there as well. Anything that pertains to him, that interests him. And at the same time, Hannibal's cutting out the same articles, but he's sending them to Will. Which I want to know how that gets to Will. Because he doesn't... Will moved. How does he know his address? Well, we don't know precisely, <laughs> but... Um... It's Hannibal. I'm sure <laughs> he has he has divined it out of thin air, or more li- more than likely, he's simply gleaned information over time and found a way to get a hold of that information. It, it's hard to say, but it, it's it's Hannibal. So I think at this point, unless we find out more, we simply have to accept that in the three years he somehow found <laughs> out where Will lived. Yeah, like here, Chilton just passes along like a note in high school. <laughs> yes, I, I, I want you to give this to my great love. <laughs> yep. So, um, so yeah, we and then we get uh, Hannibal uh, beginning to write to Will. Mm-hmm. Well, we know eventually it'll be a letter to Will, but at the time it's just him writing on dear a piece Will. of paper. Yeah, well, it says dear Will. On the angle, I'm like, what is he writing? And yeah, I, I didn't know it first till my second round. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's what he's writing. Um, and then that transitions into Jack visiting Will. Yeah, we get to see our happy, dog-loving, good man, Will. Yes, and, you know, Will looks... He looks calm. Looks you healthy. Know, he looks, uh, you know, he looks like he's doing fine. And, you know, he's kind of working outside... Jack comes up, opens the door, steps out, and it's, you can see the look on Will's face like, Oh, not again. <laughs> come on. Seriously? I mean, this, <laughs> I, I, you know what? I was having a good day, and then you had to show up. Thanks. Just you me know? and the dogs hanging out, and then you arrived. <laughs> I mean, can't me and the dogs have some quality time together? No. <laughs> Thanks. And so anyway, they, they, you know, they're on the porch. They're... You know, Will, Will comes out, I think, with a cup of coffee, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, they talk a little bit, and Jack says, you know, you basically, you know why I'm here, and Will admits he does, and, you know, Will accepts the fact that Jack is going to try to, you know, get him to come with him, and he's, yeah. he's not, to him, he's like, it's, it's basically not worth the time, but... I'm not going to stop you from trying, so you might as well just try and let's get it done. Um, and uh, we get our first look at Molly and uh, her son. Walter. Yeah. I like that they changed the name. I like the name Walter. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah it, was, it was nice. And, um, you know, she's, she seems normal. She seems like a nice, nice woman. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, they're talking around the table about, you know, Molly's like, uh, what is Will something like, you know, Molly loves stray animals, and she looks at him and says, yeah, okay, you know, <laughs> like, you're the one's going to tell me, you know, about strays. Uh, and you were the stray I bought yeah, in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and you see Will laugh. Will I know. laughed. I mean, it's like, it's like this dark, uh, clouds in the sky just, just rippling across. And for a brief moment, there is a ray of sunshine <laughs> that shines through the, the darkened landscape. And then it's gone. So, yeah. I mean. Not gonna last long, <laughs> but it was there. <laughs> yeah, it was, but it was nice. It was a nice, it was nice to see, uh, you know, him appear comfortable, you know. Yeah. And. Happy. I guess the only criticism I have is that I just I kind of wish we've got would have got a chance to see a little more of that. Yeah. You know, um, not just a, a quick smile and a, and a laugh, but I don't know. I maybe almost almost in a way I almost wish that Jack would have come to the house with them inside. And, you know, he kind of comes up, looks in the window as he's getting ready to knock on the door, and they're kind of laughing and telling jokes or, you know, almost like a scene of just bliss, really. Because a sweet we know, family moment. Yeah, because we know it's not going to last, and, yeah. uh, which it doesn't. But anyway, I mean, but still it was nice. And, uh, and Walter has to get up. He's just going to take the dogs for a pee, which I thought was uh, – <laughs> I've never heard um, – a kid say, I'm going to take my, take the dog for a pee, <laughs> but it's fine. Um, you know, he's, he's just, I guess, being a kid. And honest? Just, yeah, <laughs> honest, yeah, fine. And Will says, I'm fine, you know, let's go take him out, I'm going to go with you. And, uh, and that leaves Jack and Molly together. Yeah. I think Will purposely left Molly with Jack so she could hear Jack as well, and then she could also give her own raw opinion about the situation, and he would trust her opinion. Oh, without a doubt. Look, I, that's that's not a that's not a moment in which Will doesn't understand precisely what he's doing and yeah. what he's leaving at the table. Um, and he, and Jack just did exactly what he, you know, Will knew he was going to do. He he told Molly, look. I got to do this. I mean, she she looked at him and said, you know, despite what he says, you know, you're going to take him away. Mm -hmm. And and Jack agrees and says, I'll do the best I can to keep him, basically keep him as intact as possible. (laughs) We've heard that promise before. (laughs) Yeah, and I I was really a little, I was a little surprised. The only thing I could think of is that, you know, it's been three years and I guess in three years, Jack maybe has kind of forgotten what happened last time. Hannibal I happened last time. <laughs> I don't think he's forgotten, but I think in his mind it's not Hannibal, so how bad could it be? That's <laughs> yeah. you know, Seriously, it's the only thing I could think of. Like, this isn't Hannibal. You know, it's unlikely that you're going to connect with this tooth fairy killer, so you should be fine. Yeah. So <laughs> we know otherwise. <laughs> so then, um, so what do we what do we get next here? Tell me what uh, what we get into. Oh, we have a little conversation with Molly and Will. They're getting ready for bed, and 
she basically says, yeah, I think you should go. And because he's killing families and that's what they have. They have a family. It hits her in the heart. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're a human being with a family, yeah. how could you not empathize with, you know, what's happened? Yeah, and and she, she convinces him, well, she tells him that, look, if you don't do anything, you will feel worse because you didn't. And if you had the power to stop it and you don't stop it, you're going to feel terrible about it. It'll sour your family, your yeah. home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um... So next we get uh, Will. You know he he gets up at, at night and he he has a letter from somebody. It turns out, of course, to be Hannibal. He goes downstairs, sits, opens it up, and it's Hannibal basically telling him to stay home. Yeah, Which, telling the opposite what Molly told him. And um, and Will throws it into a fire, uh, into the fireplace, and it burns up. Uh, which means, obviously, we know his decision. I reject your opinion. <laughs> and uh, that leads us into Will visiting the Leeds house. And yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm going to let you take over this because this is a particularly awesome scene. Yeah, it's intense. Um, he, It's like the very first episode again. You know, you, He's going through the entire house and just taking in what's happened and building it up in his mind. And we get the pendulum again, where he erases everything that's been done, and he takes the place of the killer and starts going through the house. Um, he starts off going into the master bedroom. Oh, by the way, <laughs> I thought Dexter would be very proud of that murder scene with all the ribbons. <laughs> uh, Dexter would walk into that scene and go, okay, somebody knows what they're doing here. <laughs> yeah. and, just walk, and just walk back out. Like, yeah, but, I, I have nothing I can do here. Yeah, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's so very Dexter. <laughs> and, uh, and, before, and just to interrupt, that, you know, you call it the, the swinging pendulum. Mm-hmm. Um, I always call it the yellow windshield wiper. <laughs> because that, that's, to me, that's what it looks like. Like this yellow bar of light, this windshield wiper, that just squeegees off, the, <laughs> you know, all, all this stuff and, and reveals, you know, the scene beneath it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Um, we get the bedroom is intensely gruesome sight, and it you can see Will visibly shaken up, like he's hesitant to even let himself recreate what's been done here because it's horrible. But sure enough, we get the yellow interloper, and he goes through the murders, and. We get to see him kill the husband, the children, and shoots the wife. And he comes to the conclusion of there was talcum powder on the crime scene, but none in the house. He takes off his glove and figures out that's where it came from. So he had to touch her and says, this is not my design. Yeah. Yeah, it was... uh... It was just an excellent scene, and, and I was, as I was saying in the beginning before we got in, even into the recap, there are so many hallmarks uh, to, yes. to season one here. Um, you know, the, the wiper was one because that was in so many, so often in the first season, and it was in the second season uh, sporadically, and then it, we haven't seen it since. Yeah. 
Um, but it, it's, it's such a horrific and gruesome scene. You know, when you see, you know, he walks in there, he just, just, you know, massacres this family and the kids. And, mm-hmm. you know, the first kid he shoots, he's still asleep. And then the other kid's hiding in the bed. He drags yeah. him out and just shoots him on the floor. And it's just like, oh, man. Didn't even and, need to see that. No, and, and but, but it's not, there was no hesitation. You know, you didn't feel like he was struggling at all. Yeah. It was just boom, boom, you know. And no mess there. With the kids, at least. <laughs> Yeah, the the, fa- the the husband though he just had arterial spray everywhere. That guy is just like walking around like a freaking fountain. Yeah, he's like a fire hydrant, but it's a fire hydrant, <laughs> fire hydrant of blood. Yeah. So, um, and on the doorway, his blood splatter kind of looks like a demented smiley face. Yeah, that yeah that. <laughs> I was like, that's just so wrong. It, it is it is wrong, <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, I was, you know, Will shaking before he, he enters into his mind meld with the crime scene thing. Um, you could tell that he's so scared to do it. He hasn't done this in years. And he's going into a state of mind that he hasn't had to touch for so long. And it's not just touching it. It's touching it in a crime scene that is just horrific. And... He knows what it's going to do to him, and and later on we see him pouring some I don't know is it Jack Daniels? It's some yeah, alcohol, some kind of scotch. And uh, you know, obviously, I think I'd be doing the same. So, <laughs> yep, don't blame him one bit. Um, so next we move on to uh, another scene, but this is Price, Agent Price. Yeah, it's Price and Zeller back together, <laughs> and he's uh, apparently Secret Agent Price. Yeah, special agent. <laughs> Yes. Well, you know, it sounds cool when you say secret agent. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, special agent Price. He's. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, but you know, it was it was kind of cool though. They let you know that even though you know Will and Jack have been gone for a while, they've been doing stuff. Life. Yeah. He's managed to become a special agent, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I love the scene. He's got this. Yeah, this awesome scene with this other guy. And at first I'm thinking, man, is that his partner? And then I'm like, oh, okay, no, it's not. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then it's like two peas in a the pod. They just just meet up again. And, you know, Zeller comes in and he's like, oh, sorry, sorry, you know, da da da. And, and it's just like these two, their their relationship has probably been the same since the day they met. Yes. Uh, I- They got away with a little sexual innuendo in here. And I'm amazed they got away with this. Um, uh, They referenced Double Dutch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that... (laughs) I think they just dropped the rudder at the end. You know what Double Dutch rudder is? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think they just dropped that, but that's the innuendo they're going for. It's not surprising, though. Yeah, I mean, two guys working towards the same goal, helping each other out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not going to explain it. If anyone wants to know what Double Dutch Rudder means, go Urban Dictionary and look it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trust <laughs> me. You, yeah, you might, you might want to, uh, you might want to decide whether you really want to do that. <laughs> Don't do it at work. 
probably not the best. And don't look at any videos either. No. Because it's probably, again, it's probably, it's worse. Just look at the Wikipedia or Urban Dictionary, or the Urban Dictionary definition if you need to. But just pictures and videos, not, not something you need. Yeah. Or watch <laughs> Zach and Mary make a porno. They do a pretty good description in there. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, uh, hilarious movie, by the way. I love Kevin. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's amazing. Uh, watched so his movies so many times over the years. Oh my! Uh, <laughs> have you listened to his podcast? They're amazing. Yeah, yeah. The guy's just uh, he's just a fountain of knowledge and, ge- and geekery, which is always yes. Great. <laughs> I listen to him every day. Yeah. Um, Off uh, on a tangent, though. <laughs> oh yeah. So anyway, uh, moving on from the double Dutch rudder. Um, <laughs> So this is yeah. There's this great scene where they're talking about uh, that they're down, you know, in their, uh, I guess what is it, uh, just like the FBI place. It's you know they're kind yeah, of down the, in the, the lab, and you know they're talking about the, you know, the tooth fairy. They have a mold of his teeth. Uh, fingerprints. Yeah, Price is kind of freaking out because Will's there and he's like I'm just not comfortable and was like just here and they never expect to see you again basically mm-hmm. and um, you know it, but it's it is is just as uncomfortable as Will appears to be there's almost like a feeling like oh yeah this is what it feels like mm-hmm. oh, we're all back together again oh this I've done this so many times in the past you know like yeah. it's just like oh yeah I, I love I know I knew I I I love these scenes of these guys together. That's one of They're my favorite. Great. Yes, all of them, just the whole team uh, together working through a puzzle and a case. And it's just, it makes me realize how much I missed everybody just together with a single purpose, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I really missed them in the first half. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. Um, and we get to see. Um, Dollar hide again. So what do we? What do, what happens next here? Uh, he's fixing or cleaning his video camera equipment, and of course he hears more growling from his nasty teeth that are shaking on his nightstand. Yes. Uh, again, uh, I don't want to see teeth uh, in <laughs> like that. I, it's it reminded just, me of the teeth you wind up and they just like chatter across the floor. Oh, you mean like in Batman, like Tim Burton's Batman? Yes. Yes, that that's disgusting. Um, that's what I thought. I'm like, okay, this is supposed to be a serious moment, but I'm really laughing. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so anyways, it's just a freaky thing. It's just it's one of those things like, I'm like, ew, okay, yeah, don't need to see that, thanks. Um, and then we see Will going into... Uh, Jack's office, and he inquires about the Leeds dog. I know this was so cute. He's like, um, basically, can I have a puppy? You know? I could use a puppy right now. <laughs> I will take him back to my room, okay? You don't even have to feed him. I will take care of him. And Jack's like, dude, forget about the dog. <laughs> yes, concentrate on the dead people. Like, <laughs> like, oh yeah, you're not the one standing in the room watching death all around you. You're sitting in here writing a paper. How about you go and do that, and then we'll talk about dogs. Um, So uh, at this point, though, Will finally admits that whether he does it now, whether he does it in a couple of weeks when they get close to the full moon, 
um, out of desperation at that point, he's going to go see Hannibal. And it's the only way to possibly catch the Tooth Fairy. And uh, that's exactly, you know, what we see. The next scene, um, it has uh, Will approaching Hannibal. Uh, It appears like they're in, um, you know, uh, Hannibal's Mind Palace, or at least at this point, the church. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Hannibal turns around and it shifts to present reality. Uh, And Hannibal says, looks at Will. And says, or uh, Will looks at him and says, hello, Dr. Lecter. And uh, Hannibal responds, hello, Will. And then it goes to black. Yep, the reversed scenes of the ending of season one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's talk quickly about this this episode. I mean, I know actually we know we did quite a bit of uh, talking and discussing <laughs> about the, as we went along here. But uh, so... Overall, uh, generally, what did you think of this episode? Amazing. I'm st- oh. It gives me chills just thinking about it. They had an excellent level of horror. They had softness with Will and Molly. And they had comedy with our lab geeks back. And it was an all-around awesome episode. I agree. It was uh, fantastic. I thought that Richard Armitage did... Oh amazing job as as red dragon look we haven't even heard him talk yet i know which is scary. i'm already like give this man an award <laughs> i mean it, it it's just it, it's it was a brilliant performance with no dialogue um and i i agree with the way, everything you said there uh, like i was saying earlier there there's just so many things that we haven't seen in so long and i didn't realize how much i missed them until i watched this episode and i'm like Ah oh, man, I I forgot how what you guys added added to the show, you know. I forgot the the comedy, the little bit of comedy that we got from these characters to kind of balance out so much darkness. Yeah, the little happiness. Yeah, it, it's 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 so rare on this show anyway. But when you take <laughs> them away, it was like this little pinpoint of light was gone. Yeah. And um, so that was great, and you know we got to see Jack back in you know in his office working, and we got to see. You know, Will doing his thing. We got to see the uh, the glowing windshield wiper. We got to see just just all the great things that make Hannibal Hannibal were really here. Um, I I got to be honest. I got to give this one a ten. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I can't give it any less than that. Um, you know, you, you obviously last week's episode was. But I think obviously I think a little better, but I think it's only better because there were so many loose ends that were being tied up and so many you know things that they were wrapping up story wise. Yeah, it was um, like climactic ending of yes certain storylines. This was opening up a new chapter. Brilliant. Yes. So uh, yes, a fantastic episode. Loved every every second of it. I thought it was just brilliant. Yes, absolutely. More, br- more brilliance. Uh, well, I don't know if it's on celluloid, but if it's not on celluloid, it's on digital. So <laughs> it's it's just brilliance all around, though. Everything, performances, direction, lighting, cinematography, acting, writing, just it all, it all just, they all work together simultaneously to create a great show. So Yeah. 
Oh five God. episodes left. <laughs> five episodes, everybody. Now, uh, yes, uh, we might as well talk about the big elephant uh, sitting in this room with us. Um, is the show going to get picked up? Yes. At this point, it looks like week by week, uh, with no news, there does seem to be less and less of a chance. However, there's still a chance, you know, in general, that the show could get picked up. If it doesn't get picked up, now, I still believe there's a good chance it'll get picked up down the road. Yeah, I think like in a year or so. In a year, once 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 uh, Brian Fuller's schedule opens up, I think he will look to see if it's possible. I think even you know in the coming months he'll be working to see about picking up the show when you know like basically saying, hey, look, when I'm done with with American God season one. I'll be ready to do Hannibal. Do you want to pick up the show? Because we would love to do it. Yeah, I and think I, he'll definitely go back to Amazon and see if they want to go for it. Yeah. Right now, of course, they're saying no because they don't want to wait. But in a yeah. year's time, in six months' time, it might be an entirely different story. Yes. So um, let's just appreciate what we've got because what we got is, is something that is brilliant. And a lot, a lot of shows don't even get what we've got. Yeah. So, um, we got three seasons. Like, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Who so knew? Let's just be appreciative of what we've got and, yes. hope, and hope for more. And I, <laughs> like, all the actors want to come back. You know, they want to do it. They know this is an unbelievable show. Um, if there's a chance that they can do it, they're going to do whatever they need to do, move things around in their schedule, do whatever, drop out of projects if it means coming back. I really fully believe it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, okay, so. Let's jump into our feedback. We do have uh, fan feedback for the week, and it is a email, and I bet you can't guess who this is from. Oh, I don't know. Steven Schindler? Yes, you are <laughs> correct. You win, well, you don't win anything, but you win the, okay, you win the right to reply. So Ooh. here we go. Um, it says, uh... I believe that Richard Armitage is doing a great job as Francis Styler Hyde in this episode alone. Uh, when he looks at his hands, he may be thinking about time and aging, as well as lizard scales, as described in a similar fashion in the novel Red Dragon. Uh, what do you think about that? I thought that's yeah. Uh, you know, he's, you know, he's like you know flexing his fingers and stuff. I could I could definitely see that. Yeah. Um, I also was picturing claws. Um, yes. Claws of the dragon. Um, Bones but, cracking, yeah, contorting into like a claw. Yeah. Um, it says, and it says the moment uh, when he mused, mused to his reflection brings to mind his killing of the Jacoby cat and his stepsister's Victoria's cat, as again mentioned in the novel Red Dragon. So, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I kind of think that's probably pretty accurate. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. I hope they don't show any animals getting killed. <laughs> No, I love cats. Don't need to. See I know. Um, We're cat people. Yes, yes, we are. Um, it says, okay, I am still uncertain what his occupation is in this version, but I'm sure that we will find out later. I love seeing uh, Chilton talk to Lecter about his book and the Tooth Fairy. Uh, I think um, I think Dollar Hyde's occupation is still probably uh, the same thing, or it's very similar. If it's not yeah. exactly the same, uh, he obviously needs to still be able to get a hold of those home movies. Yes, so exactly. it'll um, probably be the same thing. Yeah, um, yeah. 
chill talking to Lecter about his book and, and the Tooth Fairy. Uh, I thought it was great. Um, it says, despite the lies with which it may be filled, I would certainly read Hannibal the Cannibal if it were a real book. <laughs> Heck yeah. I think it'd be great. Just, yeah, just as a, as a, I'm sure it'd be a page turner, nothing else. Um, so even if it did have a colon and the subtitle Blood and Chocolate. I keep joking that Shilton wrote Hannibal Rising and that it is full of lies about Hannibal's past, which, oh my God. by the way, is brilliant. And if Brian that Fuller is. is listening to this, which I'm sure he's not, but if <laughs> by some miracle he is listening to it, you, you need to like find a way to uh, somehow insert that into the show if we get a, a fourth season. That'd be freaking um, amazing. Uh, yeah, I think that would be like, oh, I just I can't, yeah. Okay. He yes. would write about Nazis. <laughs> yes, yes, he would, yeah. So, uh, great, great idea, Stephen. I think, uh, I think you need to speak to Brian Fuller personally. Um, haunt his Twitter account and, uh, just bombard him daily with the same message. Eventually he'll see it. Um, okay, so it says, uh, Chilton's remarks about the Tooth Fairy having a more universal demographic than Hannibal seems very meta. <laughs> this remark seems to be aimed at Hannibal the show. You with your fancy illusions and your fussy aesthetics, you <laughs> always have a niche appeal. <laughs> it's so, true. Yeah, it, yeah, I like that. It, it's, it's, it's a nice pickup. Uh, in this scene, I see Chilton as NBC Universal. And this is said that he is Brian Fuller and that his book about the Tooth Fairy would be American Gods. <laughs> Though I feel certain that this, that that particular theory is not true, I still find it hilarious. <laughs> I have a feeling that Lecter might be trying to send Dollar Hyde to kill Chilton for referring to him as the Tooth Fairy. But Chilton will live since he should be alive for the theoretical season covering the Silence of the Lambs. He may also uh, send Dollar Hyde to kill Dr. Bloom as a way of fulfilling his promise to kill her. I'm not so sure about Dr. De Maurier since she and Lecter seem to be on good enough terms when they were last together. I'll see where she's at. Yeah, that'll be interesting because... Yeah, uh, which she's which she been doing the last three years? Uh, <laughs> Filming X Files. <laughs> maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe 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 she's done with men and she's joining uh, Alana and. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god, they're they're filming X Files around where I live right now. <laughs> oh, seriously? Yeah. Oh, that's they're amazing. filming it in Vancouver. That's uh, well, they they always did. Yeah. Uh, so that's really cool. I'm I'm, I'm so excited for that. I was too young to stalk them when I first did X-Files, but now I can find them. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, it's so amazing. Ah. Um, okay, so it looks like I, I was right about Willie having a different name. He is Walter <laughs> on this show. It was rude seeing Molly encourage Will to go back to the FBI since I so misused to seeing the character try to keep him away from all that. I keep wondering why Will is not in Florida like he is in the novel. Was there some budgetary reason? Um... You know, probably that might have been part of it, or they might have just felt that, uh, you know, even even sending Will down to Florida uh, in that bright sunshine would be just a bit of a too much of a stretch for Will's uh, personality. And the snow is so much prettier. <laughs> yeah, and it just befits Will. Yeah. So, and the it's so much easier to find strays uh, <laughs> when there's snow involved, and uh, you kind of live out in the middle of nowhere. So, um, it says the show does not ha even have a text indicating that the locations of his new home. Uh, the FBI's file of the Leeds family murder says that the murder took place on September 15th, 2018. And I do not know where 
It snows in September. Does it even snow in Buffalo in September? I guess that would explain why the Leeds family lives in Buffalo instead of Atlanta. Fuller must have really wanted the image of blood dropping on the snow resembling the moon. If Dollarhide only kills families on the night of a full moon, then the date on the case file does not really make sense. It will not be a full moon on September 15, 2018. Regardless, I found the investigation of the Leeds family house compelling. I think um, you do more research than Brian Fuller does. <laughs> yeah, holy cow. You know what? Maybe you should just, like, be a writer on the show. Yeah. Uh, wait, that's right. Damn. Oh, damn, uh, it's canceled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, interesting to note is the fact that the text saying Buffalo, New York does not appear until after Will has walked through the door into the house. We're usually used to seeing such text from outside of the building, but this is refreshing. I love seeing the pendulum return, even if it's not, uh, silver like it is in the novel when Will stands outside of the Leeds house. And I knew that the episode would end with Will arriving at Dr. Lecter's cell. Hearing him say Dr. Lecter instead of Hannibal works both as a lift from the novel as an indication that he wants to distance himself far enough to not be on a first-name basis. Yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing how their meeting remixes the scene that we have never... remixes this, the scene that we never have seen before. Cheers, Stephen. Uh, yeah, thanks, Stephen. That's, uh, again, as usual, another excellent email. Uh, a lot of fantastic points here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Dr. Lecter thing, and of course, uh, Hannibal says, Will, um, obviously you're, you're right, you're indicating, uh, Will wanting to keep his distance emotionally, and Hannibal, of course, does not care, um, so he'll say Will's name and all that stuff, and, <laughs> you know, so, um, but it, no, it's, it's a fantastic, uh, fantastic email, a lot of great points there, uh, hopefully, Hopefully the show will continue in some capacity at some point so that you can keep yes. on sending us in great emails. And I think the dynamic between Hannibal and Will going forth is going to be much like Clarice and Hannibal when he was in the cell. Uh, yeah. yeah Needing help on the case. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like that in the, uh, the Hannibal movie from yes. 2001. It was... Uh, very much, I'm in charge, you're the patient, you know, that kind of thing. It, it very much resembled uh, the Clarice uh, dynamic, too. So, yeah. So thanks, uh, thanks, Stephen. Uh, hopefully we will see you uh, on this show again next week, which I'm sure because you send in feedback uh, pretty much every week. <laughs> so, which is it's fantastic. Thank you. Um. So yeah, the the episode was fantastic. We we love it. Obviously, we both gave it tens. Um, this next episode, I you know what? I don't look forward. I don't look at the next week coming uh, kind of thing. I I totally I don't even look at the synopsis. Yeah, me either. I just go in cold. Um, I didn't used to always be that way. In fact, with Dexter, I I didn't really care so much. But with this, I guess because I'm doing a podcast, I want there to be surprises. Yeah. So. You want to get all in as it happens. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it's all I can say is, look, we've got five episodes to go. Let's 
really appreciate each and every episode. Savor it. Savor it like Hannibal savors a slice of human flesh, <laughs> I guess. Um, it's just a delicacy. Yes, it's a delicacy. It's, it's like the equivalent of him uh, cutting out your kidneys and frying them up. <laughs> um, it's very delicate. You know, nice little delicacy, maybe smothered in some herbs and seasoning. Yeah, it's the kind of thing Lecter would do, so let's treat it like that and uh, really appreciate the the time we have left with the show at the moment. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, I guess that does it for this week's episode. Um, so, yeah, look, Mondays are probably, for the most part, when I'm going to be recording. Um mm-hmm. Because of the time difference between Sarah and I, she's three hours behind me. Yeah. So for me, my recording, and I've got work the next day, so it's a little, it's a little tight for me. If at some point here in the next few weeks I decide that I'm gonna, re- I'd rather record on Tuesdays. The upside to that is once I get back at around 9:30 for me, it'll be 6:30 for for Sarah. The one upside to that, if if I do end up deciding that would be better, is that I don't have work the next day. That's always nice. So that's a that's a positive. So I'll be able to get it out. Talk forever. <laughs> exactly, and and the upside of that because right now it's going to be too late for me to get all the post production work done, and I work all day tomorrow. Meaning I get up in the morning, I go and I work my regular job, and then I go to my family's business and I work the evening. So I'm not even going to get this episode out until tomorrow night anyway. Busy bee. So I th- yes, unfortunately. So I think. You know what, I think if Sarah, if it's okay with you, I think we'll probably just um, try recording on Tuesday next week. and all. That way I can have it done Tuesday night and have it out Tuesday night. That's totally fine with me. Okay. All right, so everyone out there, um, it's probably, the episode will then be coming online uh, probably late uh, Tuesdays at this point. Or early Wednesdays. Or early Wednesdays. But if it's early Wednesday, it's going to be early, like, 12.30, 1 a.m. early. <laughs> Not uh, 9, 10 o'clock in the morning early. So, um, all right, that does it for this week's episode. Everyone out there, have a, an excellent week. A uh, uh, good time watching the next uh, episode of Hannibal. Um, and you know where you can find us each week here on the podcast. Uh, listening to our dulcet tones. Well, at least, <laughs> at least Sarah's. Mine's maybe not quite so lovely. But I come here every week because I love talking about Hannibal. And oh, who, yes. You know, who who can't uh, get into that, right? Talk about it forever. <laughs> All right. So uh, we hope that uh, you'll be hungry for Hannibal. I will. Sarah will. Always. And uh, we will see you next week next time have a good uh, good night and a good week bye night fanables <laughs>